what we do here is go back, 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 back. The Broncos, I think, are frauds. Um, I don't think they are as good as their 2-0 record is. I just don't think they're that good. I think that they've been playing uh, Bishop Sycamore every single week. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Michael McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. We are on to Miami. Got the Dolphins coming up. Got a preview for you guys. Before we get into that, Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, big dub, like we talked about earlier this week. We, uh, we're 2-0. and We're heading home. We have three home games coming up. We have the Dolphins. We go on the road to L.A., to the Chargers, which we all know is a home game, and then we come back to the Bears. So three straight home games. I'm excited about being 2-0. So we got the Dolphins in town and a lot to get to. So let's start there. Um, Currently, we have the Raiders facing the Dolphins at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. As of now, I believe the Raiders are five-point favorites. As we had mentioned, we are recording this a little earlier, so things could change with Tua. As we know, he is day-to-day. Derek Carr is questionable, but we feel like he is um, more projected to play. So the I believe the book has held on that um, and not going to release until further injury de- designations um, are disclosed. So we're going to say the Raiders are five-point favorites, which let's just call it a touchdown. Um, and so getting into it, we're going to break down. Micah, you have the Raiders offense against the Dolphins defense. I will take the opposite there. And so let me know kind of what you're feeling as far as uh, the Raiders offense going against the uh, Brian Flores defense of the Miami Dolphins. It's hard not to feel confident going in this game after going against the last two defenses that we faced. I think that the Raiders really need to, as we talked about previously, how they didn't really get a run game going. They really need to establish a run game. You know, all hopes are that Josh Jacobs can go. Um, I, I haven't, you know, at this point, as we mentioned before, we're recording this on a Monday. A lot of things change uh, throughout the week, obviously. Obviously hoping that he's going to be able to play. Um, but that's going to be a big, you know, a big indicator on whether, you know, we're going to be able to try to get this run game going because couldn't really do it previously, um, you know, use the short passing yards as our run game and whatnot. But I think that's the biggest thing that the Raiders need to to try to do in this game is establish the run game. The way that they kind of manufactured some touches for Ruggs got him the ball. Um, I, need, I think they need to continue to do more of that. I think that it's going to be uh, you'll you'll see Waller uh, come back out of um, you know getting kind of shut down last week. I don't know if they have the the firepower to be able to um, try to do that with him as much as the Steelers did. So um, I think you'll see Waller get a lot more going. I, I'm very optimistic. I think the back end of their defense with their corners safeties is you know the strong point of their defense Xavier Howard one of the top corners in the league um you have Byron Jones who went over there in free agency uh I believe last year two years ago great corner uh when he was with the Cowboys so they've got some legit talent on the outsides so it's going to be it's definitely going to be a test um with these young receivers facing these you know more experienced corners but I don't know. I feel very confident. Um, I think that we can go out there. Like I said, hard not to feel confident going against 
two great defenses in the last two weeks, um, which by all accounts are better defenses than the defense we are going to see. Now, that being said, could we go out there and lay a dead? Absolutely. This is um, what some in the business night call a trap game. But I'm really excited for just what we are doing on offense in general, the way things, the way, you know, they're adjusting, making their in-game adjustments, the way they're doing uh, different things with, you know, having these injuries that we're coming across. Hopefully the line can be a little more healthier than it has been. Hopefully Richie comes back. <laughs> it just it feels like it's every week, like, hey, hope R- Richie comes back. But I'm excited for it. I think that the biggest thing that we need to worry about is the back end of their defense. Um, and I don't know, Carr's kind of proven that he can, he can slang it all over the field. So if we can get a run game established, and not have to have him throw for 400-plus yards, uh, that'll go a long way in, in, in really solidifying a W uh, this week. Yep, agreed. I think there's um, a lot of great points. I think a lot of things that scare me about their defense is, is the back end, which is really, you know, if you looked at it, a lot of our strong suits for what we've been able to do um, the last two weeks. So I agree there. Um, I think as far as the uh, Raiders defense against the Dolphins offense is concerned, um, the unknowns that we don't, the unknowns that we don't know, the unknowns truly for the Dolphins are are Tua um, and then Will Fuller. So Tua, we don't know if he will be healthy. Um, Will Fuller um, had a personal reason to not attend the last game. So it's not about whether he's going to play, but more so like what impact will he have getting back into um, the regimen of the practice schedule and all these different things that, that come into um, him knowing the playbook and things like that. So um, for the Raiders, I mean, you have Yannick who, who, who was limited. And so he was questionable and then he ended up playing, but he played a little bit on a snap count. Casey Hayward got injured towards the end of the, the game. And then, and then who do we plan for? Do we plan for Tua? Do we plan for Jacoby Brissett? Like there's, there's certain things that we have to consider. So I think how I look at it is, is really just like what what would worry me is really just like, can we just keep it simple, right? Like there, there's so many different things, but like you mentioned um, on the defense side, like this is a, an offense that's not as talented as, as, we, as we've seen since Baltimore or Pittsburgh and things like that. So keep it simple, right? And also don't get too confident in the fact that we're top 10 defense and then things like that. Just Just stick to the scheme, stick to what we know. And then what I had here was um, listed as dink, dunk, dink, dunk, bomb, right? Where it's like, <laughs> it's and and maybe this is me just playing Madden, where it was two, it was just like seven, eight, seven, eight, fifty-seven, right? Like like things like that, where we saw in in the um, Ravens game, we saw in the Steelers game as well, where it was like we can be a little too comfortable with just taking those things and then not getting hit over the top. So I think where this team hits us, um, like I mentioned with Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, and also Devonte Parker, um, also Jalen Waddle, things like that, where we can be attacked that way, where it's just like Gasecki, Gaskin, whatever here and there, and then boom over the top. So I would say that's my concern. just like, don't like fall into the lull of the team that, they're really going to play us like how the Steelers played us, to be per- perfectly honest. So um, I just wouldn't want to fall into that. And then really our advantage is, is, is just like I think we can match up with these guys man-to-man. So if at times we want to like send pressure and send blitzes and things like that where, where we can actually 
blitz more than three times, <laughs> like you mentioned, where we can actually match up with these guys pretty well. So if Hayward is healthy and Mullen is healthy and Arnett and Trayvon Morig and Abram, those guys that, that are actually a Meek Robertson, right? Um, we can match up with these guys pretty well, man to man, and then also send blitzes from you know the nickel and things like that to where we're able to generate pressure that way. But also, once again, as you have mentioned, we have been able to generate pressure through four you know four man rush, and this leads me to my next point, <laughs> which is the one that I've been buried for a while. And so it's like, think about this for a second. We have rushed Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger with four men for the most part. Okay. Four or five men, depending on if there's a tight end or not. That difference of sending four or sometimes five based off the D line scheme, right? Whether you want to five, three, three or whatever, right? Typically a four, four, three, we've been able to generate more pressure on three blitzes, right? on just three blitzes, then we have then sending five or six. So the point is, is that you either send four or you engage eight, basically, <laughs> you know? It's like either go, and, and if you send those four, because if you send the four, just your four down linemen, you have your backers that are of the three that can play underneath, things like that, if the quarterback breaks, Right. We're talking about Tua. We're talking about Jacoby Brissett, which are very similar athletes as far as escaping the pocket, things like that. So you have your linebackers that can defend that. If you just send four and you tell us four, just get to the quarterback. Okay. If you engage eight, it's like, just go. And he better not have a helmet when he gets up from the ground. Right. The difference between those two are very similar. And also like the only way, personnel wise how we should play because if you send those four you got the backers you got the coverage if you don't get there then you trust your zone coverage you trust your man and your checkoffs and things like that right or if you send the eight just make sure you get home and make sure it's not against the chiefs probably right where they have tyreek kelsey hardman apparently pringle is a guy right like things like that where it's like Edwards Hilaire, like things like that, where it's like you don't have the mismatch of options, but play the team once in a while and just go. So I would say either send four or send eight as far as our advantages. And we have done that mostly because it was Lamar. We want to keep him in check. Big Ben, he can escape and create. And I think Tua and Jacob Brissett is, is kind of a tweener of those two where they can create with the feet and also create to throw the ball um so i don't know if that theory makes sense but it's kind of where i'm at where it's like don't do this weird in between send six and send four and four gets picked up and then two one gets chipped and one gets picked up by a running back you know what i'm saying where it's just like now it's man on man yeah like, just don't do that so yeah i think it's shown that like because we've blitzed so few times gus bradley's like okay, we're going to dial one up here and like picking and choosing the times to like, okay, that now we're going to blitz. And now we're, you know what I mean? It's not like, I feel like there were times, I feel like we like heard about times where Paul Gunther would just blitz. Cause he's just guessing that it's a good time to blitz. It feels like Paul Gunther, Paul Gunther feels like Gus Bradley 
you know, as there's a little more rhyme to the reason almost, you know, and it's like, it's more methodical, more scheduled out. And I feel like that right there just shows you that like, he's very comfortable with just letting the front line do their thing. And then when you think you can get that rugs over the top because they're looking at Waller, you run that blitz play, you run that, you know what I mean? You try to get that little extra guy in there. So I think we're just, you know, I think, Raider fans are so used to the defense that we've had to endure for so long that Gus Bradley's just playing in 30-21 right now in our in our minds because of just how well the defense is looking so far just within two games. It's it's I hate to get so like optimistic about it, but it just the base core components of the way this defense looks and plays is light years above anything else. And I think that's where it's like, okay, this is different. Correct. It, it's really just so simple that it's just obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, this is so simple, and we let's just get good there. And then we can be good at simple, and then we can be like, now let's get a little intricate. Now let's yeah. think about things now. Yeah. And Gunther's like, ah, we're not very good there, so let's just send the house or just send five because that's what's supposed to happen. So not to say one's better than the other, but one has produced a little bit more better results. So. Let's get into predictions. So we have, as I mentioned, Raiders favored by five at home against Dolphins. Where are we going, big dog? Yeah, so um, this week I think um, I think two things happen. I think you see the Raiders put up the most points they've put up this year, um, and I think we see the biggest deficit of win um, this year as well. I got the Raiders winning 35-21. I just think that two is banged up. We don't know if he's going to play. Jacoby Brissett's fine filling in. Um, I think that just with where they're at, where our defense is playing at, I think they are still very much in like a on the run, trying to figure things out kind of mode at the moment because they just really don't know if their superstar quarterback's going to play or not. <laughs> and, um, you know, he went out and they, they kind of imploded. So I think that he probably ultimately ends up playing. Um, even if Brissett plays, I think they, they figure out a way to, Manufacture some points, is what I meant. But in the end, Raiders 35, Dolphins 21. Very good. I would say even if Tua plays, he hasn't played well. Um, so I will like not even be an optimistic or braggadocious. Is that a thing? Um, not, not, either way, I'm just I'm saying he, he wasn't good when he yeah. was 100%. And so I'll take that either way. And then also if Jacoby Brissett plays. Um, I do believe we do reach out to Eric Harris. Yeah. He wants yeah. to sign for a day and, and, and take him back for, for six. So um, shout out Colts, Dan, or Dan, whatever his name is. Uh, well, his name is Dan Davis. I, I don't remember. Dan Davis. Shout out Dan Davis on that pick six. So, But um, I'm very similar to you as far as the, um, the Dolphins score. I'm going to go Raiders 30, Dolphins 21. I think that this is where – our offense has shown that we can be explosive on both sides with Jacobs or not um, rely on car or also just pound the run. And I mean, even, even in that Ravens game, I think, you know, Jacobs scored two touchdowns, but we still were more dependent on the pass. So I think we have a lot more versatility than we were used to. And we'll capitalize on a lot of those um, strengths and in, in the momentum that we have. So when I go Raiders 30 to 21, um, regardless of who the quarterback is, up to this point because I don't think it matters. So, Yeah, and I will say one thing uh, One thing to watch out for of this game uh, is going to be the graphic on how many uh, – this is 
especially if Tua plays, and especially if Alex Leatherwood ends up playing this week because we didn't necessarily talk about how he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Look out for the graphic that um, shows the amount of Alabama players that are on the field um, at the time. <laughs> Jacobs plays, Jacobs, Drake, Leatherwood, Rugs, just on our side Tua, of things. Waddle. And then you got Tua, Waddle. And that's it on their side of things. But anyways, just get ready for that talk. There was already a little bit of how like Najee Harris and then also Drake and Jacobs, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama running backs last week. So um, be ready for that. Be ready for the uh, the graphic on uh, most Alabama players playing in one game this season. Absolutely. That is a great preview of uh, week three against the Dolphins. I'm very excited for this game. So. Before we get into our new segment, which I'm very excited to roll out, Micah, I believe you have an ad read that um, really will segue into this this next topic, this next segment for us. So why don't you go ahead? Absolutely. Uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum of $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Love it. Thank you so much for that. Perfect transition to our, our next segment, which is um, a new segment, as I mentioned. Um, it's our week three betting. So it is a betting segment where we will kind of cover really our mortal locks of the week, right? You are familiar with the mortal locks. Um, You also have not heard about our underdog bet of the week, which is basically a team that is favored or sorry, not favored getting points and they will either cover those points or they're just going to win outright. Right. Um, And also I wanted to add that this is a good opportunity for mostly me just to share just some of my, my week two bad bets, right? So uh, before I tell you my advice, I'm going to tell you where I failed. And it's actually pretty recent. So week one, I was doing well. Week two, great. Feeling good. In the positives, high positives, right? Monday night football comes around. I'm, I'm like sending Mike to the segment. I'm saying, hey, can't wait for our betting prop, betting segment. Here we go. I took the um, the first half of the Packers, 14 and a half points over. They scored 14, lost that one. No big deal. All good. I'm already, already have the agenda ready. I already have the details. I already have the research carved out. 
for this Monday night, right? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for the, the second half of Monday night. Let's just have some fun. Over, under. Just total points because the Lions were putting up points. It was 14, no, 17, 14 Lions at half. I'm going to go over 26 points. Packers, bang, 14 points in the third, seven in the fourth, right? 21 points. Lions, 17 points in the first half. What? Mm-mm. Not a single point. <laughs> Not a single point from the Lions. And the Packers are like, we're going to just milk the clock a little bit. No big deal. So I lost both of those. Those are very relevant. And also, I'm going to give you some advice on some week three bets. So I hope you take it seriously. Um, so here we go. Micah, your week three mortal lock of the week. Very excited for this. My mortal lock of the week is going to come from uh, an actual bounce back game, really, in the Steelers. They're playing the Bengals. They're at minus four and a half from what I'm looking at. Um, I think the Steelers are at least a touchdown or more better than the Bengals for sure. Um, I think you see them blow them out. I don't think it's going to be even remotely close to that. So my mortal lock of the week, take it to the bank, taking the Steelers to cover minus four and a half. Love that. That's great. I mean, it's also very fair of you to take someone who we just defeated too. <laughs> hey, you're we're, we're promoting them. Because it's Canadian, very Canadian of me. It's very Canadian. Sorry, sorry to beat you. Um, here we go for a mortal lock. But I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Um, they are minus five, so they're giving or they're getting well giving five points to the Indianapolis Colts now. Number one, Carson Wentz, both of his ankles are hurt, okay? Number two, the Titans finally, it's like the Emperor finally found his groove, okay? He finally found his groove. He is back. He did, the Emperor strike back. The Emperor found his new groove. Things like that happened. The Titans are back. They're on the road. They might have Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger um, at quarterback for the Colts, so I'm going to take the Titans Minus five. I think they win by a touchdown or more. Um, that's where we're going. I mean, I just told you about my my, my two biggest fails as of <laughs> the last four hours. So take it for what you may. Micah, give us your um, underdog bet of the week. Yeah, so my underdog bet of the week, uh, it's going to be uh, actually a callback from your earlier segment of, yeah, sure, yes, sir. That's going to be the Jets against the Broncos. The Jets are at a plus 10 and a half right now. And there's two reasons. Uh, reason 1A is too many points. Too many points to try to give. This the, They're both NFL teams here. Mm-hmm. There's both NFL players. Both NF, There's NFL players on both sides playing for a paycheck. You know, they're, they're professionals too. 10 and a half is too much. Um, I think you're going to see Zach Wilson make up for those four picks. The Broncos, I think, are frauds. Um, I don't think they are as good as their 2-0 record is. I just don't think they're that good. I think that they've been playing uh, Bishop Sycamore every single week <laughs> and and have just been they're 2-0 because uh, their defense is good enough to get them to 2-0. So both sides are being exaggerated right now. I get the Jets are the Jets, but I think Zach Wilson coming off a really bad game, the Broncos coming off of two wins that are – Dog shit wins, really. If we're gonna be honest, um, so it's a high line. I'm, I'm, I'm hammering the Jets. I, I mean, it's a hard one to not just pick as my mortal lock. But. 
with how strongly I feel about it. So underdog of the week, Jets plus 10 and a half. Well done. I, I, I too had the Jets as, as one of my two. Sorry. And and no, don't be sorry because it was it was an opportunity for us to to call back the the yeah sure yes sir um, and also really stick it to another you know, the only other two and team in the AFC West where you're like you're just not that good. So I'm happy you said it. I didn't have to say it on the record. I didn't say it, but I kind of said it right. So because of that, because I knew you could go that way, I'm going to go the Atlanta Falcons plus three against the New York football giants. And um, they're both owned to okay. Number one, um, number two is the Falcons are on the road. So it's pick them at neutral site and the Falcons will be favored. So that's how close it is. And I think the Falcons are probably the sponsor of the underdog bet <laughs> where they, they just will always try to cover Matt Ryan will still be like, on his chest, just spread out and just like, I'm so disappointed with life and things like that, but they're always going to try to cover. They played the bucks pretty dang well until they just threw two pick sixes back to back. But you know, that's just the Falcons. And, but the Falcons are really just the betting team that I've always lost to because I always picked them to win. Now I'm just going to pick them to cover. And I think that the giants are just not good. Um, I think they were probably very fortunate to be in that game against the, uh, Washington football team. So I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. I would not be surprised if they win. Plus three, underdog of the week. Mikey took my other one, but good on you. I think we're speaking the same language here. So yeah, getting a lot of same vibes. So I I do like do like that pick as well. So very good. Well, I think that's it. I'm very happy. I'm very pleased to say that we now have to do ad reads, and I'll have to remember that as I just keep talking through all these segments, but uh, Micah, thank you for your service on the ad reads DraftKings, Thank you for your sponsorship. I will tell you all that as, as mentioned before, we will, we are going to try to do all these, um, the, the recap and the preview pod on Mondays. Um, and also there's a lot of things in the works where through the, um, the pigskin podcast network, where we can interact with different um, NFL podcasts that do um, teams that, for instance, the Dolphins, the Bears, the the Chargers, where we can actually interview them um, beforehand. So our schedule, our content schedule will probably be a little up and down, left and right here and there once in a while, just because it's good content. And hopefully we can release it at the same, I guess, cadence, but but also it's 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 going to be good for you guys. And so as, as for the time being, we will be doing Monday recordings where we do the recap and the preview. And also we'll sprinkle in a few interviews where we will leverage our network that we have and i think is overall going to be the best for you guys so micah thank you for this um for the opportunity to be flexible and also to the um, pigskin podcast network and DraftKings for supporting us raider nation as always stand up i love you guys micah that's all i got peace out yeah as always we appreciate the love please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Raider Take Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Take Raider, uh, at underscore Andy Mac 2 underscore uh, at Micason55. Hit us both up on, on Twitter. Make sure you go. This is the most important thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna do anything of all of the things that I'm that I, I've asked that we continuously ask of you guys, go sign up for DraftKings. If you're a new member, 
promo code TPPN, DraftKings is giving you $150 worth of free play. You bet $1 on a game. Sign up, new user, use the promo code. Bet $1 on a game, you get $150 free money to play with. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Go sign up for it. Use the code. That's how they know we sent you. Um, so go use promo code TPPN, anagram for the Pig Tim Podcast Network. Uh, yeah, and just keep supporting the pod. We love we love you guys, and we love um, everything that you do to support us. All this that's happening uh, couldn't have been done without you, and we're just uh, – you know, we're rolling with uh, the things that are coming and we're excited for what's new. So till next week, we'll see y'all later. See y'all next time. Peace out. <laughs>